Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the glove compartment of Dwayne Bowe's car, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, a.k.a. Jana Kimmel, and the Sherpa, a.k.a. Scott Sweeney, we're here with you this Wednesday evening. Jana, how was your week? Uh, it would have been better had Sean Lee's hamstring not basically exploded. Otherwise, not bad. <laughs> what about you, no. Sherpa? It's not asking for much, is it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so how much of the game did you watch Sunday night? I unfortunately watched all of it. Um, it so you're wasn't a masochist then? Apparently, yeah. It was not our shining moment. Pretty much when you see Sean Lee go to the locker room, you know things are going to get really bad. And they did. So pretty much was no. as expected. So now for 16 years, the Cowboys are a 500 team. I guess that's something. Yeah, but I mean, the important <laughs> thing is you know your team isn't peaking too early, and that's important. Never. So. No, it's it's uh, much more of a slow play by the Cowboys, a very, very yeah. slow play. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they're jockeying for position. They don't, they're, we're going to lull the other teams into a sense of... Uh, exactly, and maybe in another four or five years, we'll feel like we've really got them right where we want them, and we might start right. winning some games more than you know half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't push it much. Who Stranger knows? Will happen, so. We'll see. <laughs> That's right. So how can how can people get in touch with us to participate well, in the Well, we will be here, here? For, for a full hour, as we are every Wednesday night until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And there are a number of ways to get a hold of us if you want to have your voice heard. You can, of course, always call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. Uh, you can always tweet us at the number 4, THN Inches Show, and you can find us also at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can also email us at the number 4, THN Inches Show at gmail.com. The chat room is open on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And, of course, there's always carrier pigeons and smoke signals. So you've got options. Yeah, you do. So there's no excuse for not getting in touch. So I have to give credit (laughs) to you. You predicted, I believe, both the Tampa Bay and the Jacksonville (laughs) victories last weekend, and I predicted that they would both lose, and I was wrong in both those games. I think for me part of it, too, was just wanting there to be a coin flip between two 0-16 teams for the first pick in the draft. We can't but, fault you for that. You know, we really can't. <laughs> no, but anyway, I was thinking with my heart instead of my head, and that's never a good thing. But That's okay. We'll uh, forgive it. <laughs> okay. So it might be that Miami is actually the worst team in Florida, at least for one week. For this week, they sure are. Yeah, that that mess doesn't seem to be going away either. I mean, when you've got Don Shula weighing in from 40 years ago about the state of things, that's that's a pretty sad thing. So it's, it's so certainly not think? ideal. No, so he should go back to his uh, steakhouses or whatever he uh, spends most of his time doing now. But um, mm-hmm. what do you think? Of course, lots of games this week, and we'll get into, but. Kansas City, are they the least impressive 9-0 and team you've ever seen, or, or am I they're, they're certainly the least. Uh, they're, they're the least overwhelming. I, it's hard to get excited about them. And the most exciting the thing is when... Is good, uh, but yeah, but they're also defense not defense does win championships. Yeah, ask the Ravens. <laughs> but right. I, I just... For me, obviously, as seeing Andy Reid as the Eagles coach for so long, it's kind of hard to see him as a 9-0 and coach with the Chiefs, with Alex Smith, the quarterback. I love me some Alex Smith. I just – it doesn't seem on paper that these pieces should all fit together into an undefeated team. And it's certainly going into the season we didn't think a Kansas City-Denver matchup would be flexed into primetime like it was for this week. That wasn't one we had circled on the calendar so much. But no, here we I, are. I, yeah, it's, things are, are getting stranger all the time. So we also had a number of players go down with injuries this past week, some of them mm-hmm. serious, some of them not so serious. But uh, good old Mike James there had his uh, 
one shining he was, moment. He finally, he finally found his groove and then immediately got hurt. Yeah, I, I can't imagine Brian Leonard as a, as a feature back, but stranger oh. things have happened. But, stranger things yeah. like Scott Tolzien being the Packers' starting quarterback this week? Yeah, that, that's, that's really strange, especially when they still have Matt Flynn, <laughs> but... Matt Flynn's been there for like 10 minutes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he probably a, knows the playbook better than Scott Tolzien does, so who Scott knows? Scott Tolzien's taken almost – I've taken almost as many NFL snaps as he has. That's not good. <laughs> no, no. Because my number is zero. <laughs> right. And Vince Young is somewhere home kicking himself, but apparently not hard enough. And yet but. nobody's called Tim Tebow yet. Time to be a tight end? Well, that end? doesn't surprise you. Yeah, I mean, unless he wants to be a tight end, I don't be see anybody calling him or unless they want to have, you know, halftime ministrations in, you know, maybe. the center of the field. I can't really imagine anybody calling him Maybe Maybe Miami should bring him in to fix his broken locker room. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that could work. That could work. So, Why not? <laughs> so who's, who's on by this week? Uh, Sean Lee's hamstring and the rest of the Cowboys and the St. Louis Rams. They will still Which, not get Sam Bradford back after the bye week, though. Knees don't heal that fast. <laughs> no, they don't. But uh, how about Tavon Austin? That was quite some quite performance he put on there. I mean, only a couple of catches, but he certainly made them count. Sure did. That guy is quick. We've been yeah. Uh, he's been he's been a, a a show favorite here throughout the season, so it's nice to see him paying off. Yeah, of course, I had him on one team and had him on the bench, which is probably where most of his owners had him last week. I think I started (laughs) him in one league, but it was a 32-team league where, you know, pretty much anybody on your roster starts, so... Everybody starts. Scott Tolzien starts this week. Yeah, I'm sure he is starting in a lot of two-quarterback leagues, but... I'm hoping that the Giants can replicate the, the successes that the Eagles had. Speaking of the Eagles, do you think they're for real? Or I mean, we'll get into no. this week's game, but what's your take on them since you live down that way? Yeah, <laughs> since I work right in Philadelphia, basically, it's uh, they're they're all about the Eagles here right now. I I don't know if I think they're for real, like they're going to make a deep playoff run. I think they're for really going to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, I, I, it's really? no secret. I'm, it, right now, yeah. Sean Lee's going to be out a couple of weeks. That's like a death blow to Dallas. I don't like it one bit. But I think Nick Foles, it's no secret. I've been a big fan of his. If you've ever listened to the show, even one time, you probably know that. Um, I think he fits in this in this offense. If Chip Kelly would stop you know, jerking him around and just name him the starter, things would probably be a little smoother for him. But as long as LaShawn McCoy stays healthy, they're probably going to be fine. I don't know if I think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I think they'll be respectable at least. Okay, here's a trivia question for you. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> Jacksonville won its first game of the season last weekend, much to my surprise and dismay, at Tennessee. Uh-huh. So since it was their first win and they were on the road, that means they still haven't won a game at home. Who's the only other team of the 32 teams in the NFL that hasn't won a home game yet this season? Philly, because they haven't since last November. That's right. Actually, I think it was September, no? Maybe. Be wrong it's about been, that, it's been more than a calendar year, yeah. so it's been a while. Yeah. So if, I don't think if that they're team at home can't win, team, so that's not a good, not great for them. I think their next three games are at home, so they better mm-hmm. start winning at home if they have any playoff aspirations because you know, they've, they've played six road games and four home games so far, so that's going to even out, and eventually I think the record probably will too, but I'm just... Probably. Yeah. But if, if, this team, if that home. Eagles team ends up 8-8, eight and eight, after how terrible they looked for a minute, that would be uh, an achievement for them, I think. Well, yeah, that's true, because two weeks ago they were 3-5 and five and everybody was writing them off, and then seven Nick Foles touchdown passes later and a victory in Green Bay later, and you know, all of a sudden yeah. they look like they're playoff contenders. So strange. It's interesting how quickly things turn 
in the NFL. So, so why don't we dive into the 15 games this week, Almost starting with our, our favorite, which is the Thursday night game. We've got Indianapolis at Tennessee, both teams coming off of the surprising of uh, disappointing yeah. and, and in Indianapolis's case somewhat shocking losses. Mm-hmm. They were awful. And, yeah, that's that's, that's hard to believe that that team could get blown out by St. Louis, but indeed they did. I don't think the score was so much of a surprise, but I think we both figured that Indianapolis would be on the on the long end of that score last week, but didn't work out. So anyway, this week mm-hmm. they're taking their show on the road to Tennessee, which coming off that home loss to Jacksonville, you know they're going to be stoked, or at least their fans will be. So Thursday night game, since Thursday night is such a weird thing and uh, games are so weird because of the, the short preparation and all, mm-hmm. and just because I think that Tennessee matches up particularly well with Indianapolis, I'm going to pick you. Tennessee to win this game, and I'll, I'll say in Tennessee wins it by a field goal. I'll say Tennessee 27, Indianapolis 24. I like your score, but I like it better reversed. I think Indy has been embarrassed a little bit the last few weeks. I think they need this win badly, and they know it. If you lose, if you get blown out by St. Louis and then go and lose to Tennessee the following week, it's going to be tough to argue that you're a, a credible threat as a team. So I think they need this badly, and they're going to gut one out. But I agree with you. I think this will be a good game. This is going to be, a, especially for a Thursday night game, this will be good because they are evenly matched. This is going to be a better played game than maybe people think. Um, Fantasy-wise, I'm going to start Andrew Luck. I'm going to start Trent Richardson, even Donald Brown. Definitely T.Y. Hilton and tight end Cody Fleener, but I'm staying away from the rest of the receivers. No kicker, no defense. I think you have better matchups on Sunday. I have Andrew Luck on a bunch of teams, but I wouldn't start him in this game. I think he doesn't match up well with Tennessee's secondary, and I, I, it just, you know, who's going to catch the ball for Indianapolis? And T.Y. Hilton is okay, but Darius Hayward Bay, you know, you know, he's been, you know, I've jokingly touted him, or sometimes not so jokingly touted him for <laughs> several years now. Yeah, it just there's something wrong there. I mean, Kobe Fleener will catch some passes, but if all you've got is T.Y. Hilton and Kobe Fleener catching passes, you're you're in trouble. I just I'm not so sure that I see how they win this game. We've we've now hit the twilight zone. Normally, I'm the one telling you Tennessee is gonna they're gonna throw the ball, they're gonna break big plays. You like Tennessee because Jake Locker is gone for the year. You need to fess up right now. <laughs> well, it's true, and I, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but, yeah, I mean, in my mind, that's that's a dish. If Jake Locker was quarterbacking the Titans this week, would you still be picking them to win? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> that's that's a personal bias, which I freely admit to, but with the, the Jake Locker-less Titans – Without the Hurt Locker, I like uh, running back The Chris Hurt Johnson. Locker is hurt. <laughs> the Hurt Locker is indeed hurt. Wide receiver Kendall Wright, tight end Delaney Walker. I think those three are all strong starts. Uh, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good second quarterback start this week. Running back Sean Green, flex option. Kicker Rob Baronis and the defense are okay. Obviously, with Jake Locker out for the year, don't start him. Wide receivers Justin Hunter, Nate Washington, and Kenny Britt, none of them are worth starting either this week. All right, I can live with that. I think we'll be revisiting this game next week. <laughs> All right, if, well, I'll, I'll save this for, for later in the show when, because I'm sure we're going to disagree <laughs> on some other games All here, right. but uh, <laughs> probably including this one, the Jets at Buffalo. I, I know you're not a Jets fan, but... No. Buffalo is just a mess. They're complaining about yeah. how the schedulers are unfair to them. And to me, the, do they just, remember that they were like almost a good team last year? You get scheduled based on how you finished the year before. Yeah, and they also lost several close games the first few weeks of the season. So they're three and seven, I think. But you know, they were three and seven, but they could just as easily be you know five hundred. You know, if a couple of balls had bounced their way. But still, I I just think. As up and down as the Jets have been, I think even if they're down this week, they're probably still good enough to beat Buffalo. So I'll, I'll take 
I'll take the Jets to win this game. I'll say New York 27, Buffalo 21. I don't know if I believe either of these teams are going to score that many points. Um, I I would like to think Buffalo is going to get their act together, um, but it's it's so hard to say. It's an it's an odd number week this week. Don't the Jets only win on odd number week? So I think well, by they're default, on every week, to... or at least their coach is <laughs> on every week. I think I have to pick the Jets. I it, I just I don't like doing it, but I have to. Uh, but fantasy-wise, I don't like a lot out of this game. Even though the Jets are going to win, I still wouldn't want to start a ton of them. Geno Smith I only like as a second quarterback option. I'd rather start Andrew Luck than Geno Smith absolutely this week. What about you? Oh, I disagree with that. I'd rather have Geno Smith against Buffalo secondary rather than Andrew Luck against. Andrew Luck, you know, again, his completion percentage, remember we harped on that earlier right. this season about how he had the lowest completion percentage of any starting quarterback last year, even lower than Mark Sanchez and Jake Locker, which is hard to do, but you know, he, he did that. But you know, because he led all those fourth quarter comebacks, you know, people think, oh, wow, he's a great quarterback. But you know, the fact of the matter is when you just look at his completion percentage, he's really nothing special, at least not yet. So you know, when yeah. you take that combined against – when you have that – a quarterback who you know completes fewer than 60% of his passes overall against a good secondary, I'd rather take my chances with Geno Smith against Buffalo's you know, secondary, if you can call it that. Eh. Well, regardless, I would use Geno Smith more as a second quarterback option. The Sherpa would disagree with me. I would start Chris Ivory and San Antonio. Oh, I'm sorry, San, <laughs> San Antonio Holmes. Excuse me while I dig the knife out of my back. (laughs) And and I'd start the defense. But that's really all I want to mess around with with the Jets here. I just don't like it. No David Nelson or Stephen Hill for you? Nah, not this week. Maybe if you're in a really deep league. But I just, again, part of that's a product of me not being as high on Geno Smith as you are. I don't know if he still does or not, but David Nelson used to date a Cowboys cheerleader. That doesn't count for I think anything they're in, with I you. I think they're engaged now. I think oh. they still are. I don't really know, okay. though. We should look into that. I lost track of them after the, the Buffalo-Dallas uh, Thanksgiving game a couple years ago. I, I <laughs> sort of lost track of that that's, whole saga. That's okay. <laughs> so, but anyway, David Nelson will get his revenge on his former team, or I should say one of his former teams this week, mm-hmm. although it's the one he – spent the most time with. Uh, for Buffalo, E.J. Manuel supposedly back this week. I would start him, start running back C.J. Spiller, wide receiver Steve Johnson's questionable with a groin injury. If he plays, start him. Tight end Scott Chandler, start him. Running back Fred Jackson, flex option for me, wide receiver T.J. Graham, flex option defense I think is okay. Wide receiver Robert Woods, doubtful with an ankle injury. Keep him away from your starting lineup. Marquise Goodwin, probable with the hamstring injury, keep him away from your lineup, and I would also avoid kicker Dan Carpenter this week. Okay, we can live with that. See how it all, all right. plays out. All right, well, this this next game is, is painful to me. Atlanta, yeah. whom we both picked for the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, is at Tampa Bay, and I'm gritting my teeth while I say this, but I think actually, in spite of their MRSA, in spite of the you know, coach and everything else there. I think Tampa Bay is actually a better team right now than Atlanta, especially if this game's being played in Tampa Bay. You know, even with uh, the aforementioned Brian Leonard as their feature back, I still think Tampa Bay, uh, you can flip a coin with this game, but I'll, I'll pick, pick Tampa Bay to win this. I'll say Tampa Bay 21, Atlanta 20. I think it might be a little higher scoring than that. Uh, I also am... I think Tampa is – I'm going to agree with you that I think they're probably a better team at this moment. Um, I picked them the first time they played Atlanta to upset them, and that didn't work quite so well for me. I am going to try it again this week. Hopefully it works out better. But I I think they're, it's going to be a little higher scoring. And even though Atlanta's not going to win this game, and I think it'll be close, I still am inclined to start – a fair amount of these guys as fantasy players, even though mostly because it's a matchup against Tampa. On a normal week, probably not as many of these would be in my lineup. I am going to start Matt Ryan. 
Uh, Jaquiz Rogers and Steven Jackson, I Rogers looks like a better start right now, even though Jackson is the, quote, starter. Um, I agree. I'd, I'd be inclined to start Steven Jackson more as a flex option than anything else, but, you know, it's I your prerogative. <laughs> yeah. I'd like him as a flex option just because he's got that – He's still got the ceiling that he can do. He can break something out and get you some points. If you need uh, an injury replacement, maybe it's not the worst one in the world. I'm going to start a still not 100% Roddy White and Harry Douglas, and I'm going to start the defense. I agree with you about starting the defense. I don't know because Tony Gonzalez is supposedly struggling with a toe injury. Roddy White you know, may or may not be healthy. I, I don't know. I mean, other than... Harry Douglas, none of those receivers are playing particularly well right now. Yeah, you don't really want to hinge your entire team on Harry Douglas. No offense to him, but he's a third wide receiver. Well, right now he's a first wide receiver, essentially. He should be a third wide receiver. (laughs) Oh, I agree with that, but unfortunately for Atlanta, that's not what he is. (laughs) So for Tampa Bay... Start wide receiver Vincent Jackson, start tight end Timothy Wright, start the defense. Quarterback Mike Lennon, more of a second quarterback for me. Running back Brian Leonard, even though he's their starter by default, I think he's still more of a flex option at best. Wide receiver, mm-hmm. wide receiver Taekwon Underwood, flex option. And Mike James out for the year, don't start him. Bobby Rainey, don't start him. Kicker Ryan Lindell, don't start him either. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, which to me usually means boring, but you know, we'll see. Hopefully, the hopefully it'll be an interesting game. But um, this isn't something that I would say is must-see TV for this weekend. No, I think we'll get to that game in a little bit, but we're almost there. <laughs> All right, Detroit at Pittsburgh. I'm guessing we're going to disagree yeah. on this game. Not the winner, but the closeness of the score. I, I think Pittsburgh matches up pretty well with Detroit. I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to have a big game. I think Detroit's no. going to have to really run the ball again and again and again down Pittsburgh's throat if they're going to win the game. Fortunately for them, they have both Reggie Bush and Joy Bell, so they're capable of doing that. But I think Pittsburgh keeps it close. There's been a lot of stuff in the press this week about Ben Roethlisberger and you know, he and Todd Haley not getting along and, you know, you know, him, him saying that he's worried about his health with uh, Nick Fraley and uh, Dominic and Sue. But I, I think that it'll be – I think he'll you know, acquit himself pretty well. And I think Detroit wins this game, but just barely I'll say Detroit 28, Pittsburgh 27. I'll agree with you. I'm going to say that maybe Detroit's defense and a turnover will be the deciding factor in this game. Uh, I don't think Matt Stafford's going to have that great of a game. I really only like him as a second quarterback option. I agree with you about the run game. Uh, definitely start Reggie Bush and Joy Bell. I'd start Calvin Johnson because even if there's 12 guys covering him, he's still going to catch some passes. Nate Burleson I like as a flex option. I'd start the defense and I'd start kicker David Akers. This could be a field goal fest. So for Pittsburgh... I would start Ben Roethlisberger. I think he'll do really well against Detroit secondary. All three of the wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jericho Cotri, I think are worthy of starting this week. Um, Le'Veon Bell, flex option for me. Tight end Heath Miller, flex option. Kicker Sean Sweetson's okay. Defense, okay to start. And even though he did get a few carries and do a little bit something with him last week, I would not start running back Jonathan Dwyer even as a flex option this week. It'll be interesting to see if they expand on him more and we see more of him as, as time goes on. I don't know. I think they're pretty I think they're pretty married. I don't know to if Bell it'll happen, but something to watch. Unless there's an injury, I, I don't I'm I'm not seeing it, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So now we get to the game that will feature feature two teams that play a lot of offense and have you know a lot of offense and not so much defense going forward. Yes, Although Philadelphia has improved, <laughs> we're talking about the Washington and Philadelphia game. This game, I, I could see them, the two teams combining for 80 points or more. Um, yeah, it's going to be nip and tuck, but I'll I'll say that Philadelphia wins this 
just because they're going to run and throw, and I don't think Washington's capable of really stopping either at this point. I'll say Philadelphia wins this by a score of 42 to 38 and gets the, the home field monkey off their back. I don't know. I, I don't know if I believe they can win at home. <laughs> I, I sort of forget what it looks like, so I'm going with Washington. Um, I think that RG3 is a good start this week. I like Alfred Morris. I like Pierre Garçon. I like tight end Jordan Reed and even kicker Kai Forbath. Definitely not starting the defense. Uh, I think that the Nick Foles-Riley Cooper connection could be a problem for them for sure. And granted, Washington's defense doesn't seem inclined to stop the pass or the run, but the Eagles only seem to do it here and there. It seems to be kind of sporadic. Uh, so I think that Washington will be able to put up plenty of points there. Uh, it's probably the morning game I'm most interested, or I'm sorry, the early game I'm most interested in watching. For some people it's morning, I suppose. <laughs> Especially if you live in one of the more western time zones. Exactly. Uh, I noticed you didn't say anything about Daryl Young this week. No, not not feeling it. How many carries did he get last week? <laughs> not he so much. He got fewer carries than he had touchdowns the week before. Yeah, but you know sometimes magic happens, and it it didn't this time. But I did get the yeah. two Florida teams. I got those. So I had something. <laughs> you did. No, I, I I gave you kudos for that, but now I have to. <laughs> I had something go right. <laughs> you did, but so anyway. Wasn't um, I'm I'm gonna cut Daryl Young from all my fantasy teams that he's on this week. But, well, fine. <laughs> which is none, but anyway. <laughs> so for Philadelphia, I would start quarterback Nick Foles. I think he is for real. I think Michael Vick, barring injury, has probably started his last game as the Eagles quarterback, running back with Sean McCoy, wide receivers to Sean Jackson and Riley Cooper. Remember a few months ago when we were just, the only thing Riley Cooper was in the news for was getting in trouble at country western concerts, and now yeah, everybody wants Yeah, as long as he stays out of country concerts, he seems to be fine. I, yeah. It's working okay for but him. It's definitely a country of second chances, as we like to say. So kicker <laughs> Alex Henry is a good start. Wide receiver Jason Avant. Might only be their third option, but still worthy of a flex play this week. Tight ends mm-hmm. Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz. I don't really know who's going to get the targets from week to week. They're probably both okay if you're desperate for a tight end, but hopefully you're not. And uh, I wouldn't start either defense this week. No. You know, so Pretty much yeah. any other defense is going to be better off <laughs> than these two. Yeah. So, anyway... Moving right along, we've got those those Oof. hot uh, Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> going home to see if they can win a home game. They're hosting no. Arizona. Carson Palmer has been trashing the Jacksonville fans. I, I don't think any of that matters. I think Arizona still wins this game. It's going to be low scoring, and I don't really particularly care for either of these teams and wouldn't put this no. one high on my priority watch list either. But I'll say Arizona wins this by a touchdown. I'll say Arizona 20, Jacksonville 13. I'm going Arizona by 10. Uh, I just This is going to be one of the least interesting games of the week. And I Carson Palmer, more a second quarterback option. I'll start Andre Ellington and Larry Fitzgerald. I'll even get wild and start Andre Roberts. I like tight end Rob Hausler. I like the defense. Like you said, this is going to be low scoring. But that's about all I like about this game. I would even throw Richard Mendenhall into the mix there. I mean, you know, Maybe. it seems like right now, even though Ellington may you know, be a, bra- a greater breakaway threat, it seems like they're still intent on they splitting the they, carries. Yeah, they haven't totally given up on him. No, so in that case, I'm not yet totally giving up on him either, especially since I don't mm-hmm. think they're really going to throw the ball much this week against uh, Jacksonville. I don't think they'll have much luck with that. So I think kind of like the Jets with Buffalo, Arizona is going to spend most of the time running the ball and leading them, and I think that will lead them to victory. But for Jacksonville, I would start wide receivers, Cecil Shorts and Mike Brown, start the defense, quarterback Chad Henney, second quarterback. Whoever thought we'd be saying Maurice Jones-Drew is nothing more than a flex option, but he hasn't been finding the end zone and he hasn't been racking up a lot of yards. So even if you drafted him with a third-round 
pick as your second quarterback, I mean, your second running back this week or, or this year, you're probably feeling burned by him. Wide receiver mm-hmm. A. Sanders, flex option, tight end Mercedes Lewis, flex option, and because it's a low-scoring game, stay away from kicker Josh Scobie, who I don't think we've recommended as a start all all year. Poor Josh. I know, it makes me sad. I really like him as a kicker, too. Well, I'm just surprised he sticks there year after year. You would think he'd have the chance to go other places, but... He probably has. Maybe he likes it there. Who knows? Yeah, probably. So, next up, we've got Oakland at Houston, and it's hard to know what to make of this game. Both of these teams are going nowhere fast, but I still think Oakland is just... Darren McFadden, I just the next time I put him on a fantasy team, just you know, write me off right away. He's like, he's like Why a do you Charlie Brown in the, Why? picking the football. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. But anyway, it's it's maddening. But so as far as this particular game goes, though, even though Houston has obviously got lots of problems right now, I think they'll have more than enough to blow out Oakland. I like them to win this game pretty handily. I'll say Houston 31, Oakland 20. I yeah, I can I can agree with that. I just don't I don't think Oakland has enough going for them really in any aspect. Uh Terrell Pryor's only a second quarterback option. I'm okay with starting Rashad Jennings and Denarius Moore and even kicker Sebastian Janikowski because I think that's where a lot of their points are going to come from. But I I look to pretty much any other team for some flex options. I don't think Oakland's going to be a place to find them. No, I, I think that's a pretty safe statement. Yeah. For Houston, I like quarterback Case Keenum, wide receivers Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, kicker Randy Bullock for defense, running back Ben Tate, more of a flex option for me, tight end Garrett Graham is okay to start. Arian Foster, obviously out for the year with a back injury. Don't start him. And Dennis Johnson, who's now Ben Tate's backup. A lot of people snatched him up, including me this week, because Ben Tate wasn't healthy, but I just he's, he's not worth starting even as a flex option this week, Dennis Johnson. So keep him on the bench and see just in case something happens to Ben Tate. But I certainly wouldn't put him in your starting lineup this week unless you're really desperate. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, let's talk about another game. This game's making me sad. <laughs> All right. Well, the next game will probably make some people sad just because the defending Super Bowl champions Baltimore has underperformed this year, and they're going up against the Chicago team whose quarterback is thinks he's healthy and then he isn't. But I, I think Chicago still finds a way to win this game. Their defense was supposed to carry them, but it hasn't. But with Baltimore's offense being as anemic as it has, and Ray Rice is another one, kind of like Maurice Jones-Drew, you just wonder. And Ray Rice, you probably spent a, definitely a first-round pick and probably even a top-five pick to get him on your team this year, and he hasn't done much to yeah. say that he's worth <laughs> that. But anyway, for this particular game, I'll go with Chicago by a score of 24-21. be interesting, but I, I still think Baltimore is... is sputtering on offense? I think they're sputtering, but maybe Chicago's what they need. I I don't know. Chicago's run defense isn't the best in the world, so maybe that'll be the recipe to fix some of these lows. Neither is their pass defense. No, it's not. Uh, Their defense just isn't that good. But I'm going to actually take Baltimore to win this game. They have to win games sometimes, right? That's, That's generally how it works. If Jacksonville yeah. can win games, so can Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore's won a bunch this year. I just don't see them winning this one, but we'll see. I'm going to start Joe Flacco. I'm going to say start Ray Rice and Bernard Pierce because they're still intent on splitting carries, even though I like Bernard Pierce a little better. Uh, but for the moment, they want to keep up this ruse of they're both, you know, the ones. Uh, since, again, it's not the best – or the worst defensive matchup in the world. Maybe you can break one open here. Uh, I like Torrey Smith and the defense and kicker Justin Tucker. 
I just this is gonna be a weird game. I feel like for Chicago, if Jay Cutler does play, or actually, I would start whichever quarterback plays for Chicago. I just think they're gonna have a a good week, whether it's Jay Cutler or Josh McCown. Running back Matt Forte, start him. Start both wide receivers. Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey are both looking really good. Defense is worth starting. Martellus Bennett, more of a flex option. Kicker Robbie Gould, okay to start. Stay away from running back Michael Bush and wide receiver Earl Bennett. Okay. Let's keep rolling. All right, next, next we go to the Battle of Ohio. Cleveland upset Cincinnati, I believe, earlier this season, but in the rematch mm-hmm. here, Cleveland, I just... They're a tough you know how, crack. Get, <laughs> you know how many rushing touchdowns Cleveland has all season? How many? I think it's one. Oof. That's hard to do. One one rushing touchdown in nine games, You're and still they're a respectable team, but that just goes to show you how much better their passing game has been than people thought, even with several Brandon Whedon games, but I, I just, this I don't see it happening this time around. Cincinnati, they've been somewhat up and down this season too, but I just think they're a much better team than Cleveland. I'll pick them to win this game by two touchdowns. I'll say Cincinnati 27, Cleveland 13. I, I sort of feel like Cleveland could be a little more relevant, uh, not a ton more, but Things looked a little better for them earlier this season. Cincinnati, they just have more going for them. Um, I'm going to say Jason Campbell's more a second quarterback option. I'll get crazy and start Chris Ogmania, but, again, if you have better options, use your judgment. <laughs> it's a Cleveland running back. Um, I do like Josh Gordon. I like Greg Littlemore as a flex option. Definitely going to start Ted end Jordan Cameron. And I'm going to still start the defense, even though this offense has put up some points. Cleveland's defense isn't – it's not as much of a slouch as you might think. No, they're, they're not bad, but I just don't think their offense gives them a chance to win this game. But we'll see. Cincinnati, I like quarterback Andy Dalton, running back Giovanni Bernard, wide receiver A.J. Green in the defense. Running back Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is more of a flex option for me. Same thing with wide receivers Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones. Tight end Tyler Eifert got more targets and more Tylers last week with Jermaine Gresham out. I think he's a decent. They've been targeting him more the last couple weeks, even when Gresham was in. So I think Mm -hmm. Eifert is, if you're going to start a Cincinnati tight end this week as a flex option, Eifert is the one. Kicker Mike Nugent, okay. And I would stay away from Jermaine Gresham, who is, questionable with his groin injury. Yeah. It's not a great start there. <laughs> no. No. So next we next we go back to the another stat sack Florida team. This time Miami, they're hosting San a, Diego. I know you're <laughs> I know you're a Miami fan, but this There's just, just no way. I don't see. I think it'll be reasonably close, just because I'm not. I don't. San Diego's defense is nothing to write home about, but I think they'll have a little bit too much on offense for Miami. So I'll take San Diego to win this by six points. I'll say San Diego 27, Miami 21. I think San Diego is going to win more by like two touchdowns and this is coming from a Miami apologist they just look awful right now they're in such disarray I don't like it at all I think San Diego and Phillip Rivers are going to put a little bit of a hurting on them I'm definitely starting Phillip Rivers I'm starting Danny Woodhead Ryan Matthews could be a flex option I like Keenan Allen Eddie Royal again could be a flex option definitely start Antonio Gates I'm going to start the defense too <laughs> Every so, time you think you have me figured out, I go and do something like this. <laughs> you do. You do. So for Miami, I would start quarterback Ryan Tannehill, wide receivers Mike Wallace and Brian Hartline, tight end Charles Clay, running back Lamar Miller, flex option, wide receiver Richard Matthews. Don't get fooled, but if you have to, start him as a 
flex option, but he's not going to put up multiple touchdowns every week now. Um, defense, I, I think Richard Matthews, uh, I'll give him this. He he at least had 11 targets, I think, or I mean 11 mm-hmm. catches last week. So there's there's some legitimacy there. You know, this isn't you know Daryl Young three carries, three touchdowns, or what have you. But you know he's still a third wide receiver in that offense. So I wouldn't go crazy for him. The defense is a good start this week. Running back Daniel Thomas and kicker Caleb Sturgis, I would keep on the bench. All right. Let's let's go to possibly your favorite afternoon game. Um, I don't think <laughs> this is going to be my favorite afternoon game. It's Green Bay at the Giants. Giants have won three games in a row. Green Bay has lost two quarterbacks in a row. And I don't know. This this just this this seems like a trap game. <laughs> well, not a trap game. You can't be. A, it's not a trap game when your team stinks, but. Yeah, with the Giants, their fans are still hoping that they'll somehow get back into the into the playoff hunt. But I just I don't. Any, see everybody it. is in the NFC East. I mean, shoot, the fourth and inch show is in the playoff hunt in the NFC East right now. <laughs> uh, I think we've been mathematically eliminated. But, I don't think so. <laughs> and just the problem with this game is that even with. New York's defense improving, and even with Green Bay being down two quarterbacks, they just they have too much offensive firepower. Even if you know it is even, Scott Tolzien playing, if, yeah. If Scott Tolzien throws a little five-yard out route to Jordy Nelson, that's not going to say Jordy Nelson isn't going to run another fifty yards. No, but anyway, to get back to the matter at hand here, as far as who's going to win this game. As a Giants fan, I just have this sense of dread about this game because you, know, you look at what Philadelphia did to Green Bay and you think, oh, you know, Eli Manning's a more established quarterback than, than mm. Nick Foles and New York has better wide receivers, you know, at least the top three than Philadelphia. But I just I, I don't think New York's running game, I'm just not buying Andre Brown and I, I think Green Bay will do enough to win this game. I'll say Green Bay 27, New York 21. I think it'll be closer. I think maybe it's a three-point game and Green Bay wins. I, I'm i buying Andre Brown. Um, but why do you think but, Green Bay's going to win? What, what's, your, what's, your, what's your reasoning here? I think that Scott Tolzien's had another week to work on becoming more than just basically a, a handoff machine like he was. And I think he's going to look a little bit more dimensional this week. I think you're just going to see more of a quarterback out of him rather than a guy standing in the pocket like he was before. And you've got good receivers that are going to help you. And Eddie Lacy, you know, no slouch. I think that it's going to be enough to overcome the Giants. I just think the Giants are spiraling right now. Well, they've won three games in a row. I don't know that they're spiraling. I just don't think they're a good team. They're not the... Not the prettiest wins in the world. I don't like what I'm seeing out of Eli Manning. I just don't. No, no. But for New York, I would start wide receivers Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix. The aforementioned Eli Manning's more of a second quarterback option for me this week. Running back Andre Brown flex. Tight end Brandon Myers, okay. Defense, okay. Stay away from running backs Peyton Hillis and Brandon Jacobs. And I would also keep Josh Brown on the bench because I just don't think Giants are going to score many points. Uh, for the Packers, I'm going to say Scott Tolzien, still more second quarterback option. I like Eddie Lacy, Jordan Nelson, and Jarrett Boykin. James Jones is more of a flex option for me. Uh, and I'm going to actually stay away from the defense and kicker Mason Crosby, though. And I apologize for going out of order there. Eh, that's all right. We'll survive. <laughs> that's all right. We made it through the game. and We did. <laughs> the world is still revolving, and, and we're still Ooh, here. Thankfully. So, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of things still being here, Minnesota at Seattle, Percy Harvin may be back and may get a chance to play against his former team. John Carlson is back for the Vikings and will get to play against his former team. So uh, this big question here, who's going to quarterback Minnesota and does it matter? matter? And my answers to those two questions are Christian Ponder and no. I, I think Seattle wins this by a couple of touchdowns. They're clearly 
the, the class in my mind of the NFC right now, New Orleans notwithstanding, but I'll take Seattle to win this game by a couple touchdowns. I'll say Seattle 27, Minnesota 13. I'm saying probably Seattle. I, I can agree with the score. I think it's going to be Matt Castle at quarterback, though. I don't really have any reason for that other than that's what I think will happen. <laughs> uh, regardless well, it's of who probably not going to be Fran Tarkenton, so. It'd be cool if it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but regardless of who plays quarterback, um, I think probably your only bet is as a second quarterback option, and even then, not a great one. Uh, I like Adrian Peterson because really, even against the against Seahawks, he's going to have some points. I like Jerome Simpson, maybe Greg Jennings as a deep, deep league flex. That's about it, though. I, Seattle at home and a not good Minnesota team is not a good mix. You're not buying uh, Cordero Patterson yet in spite of the touchdowns the last couple weeks, albeit one was on a return. Yeah, I, I like him, but I don't like him against Seattle this week. For Seattle, I like running back Marshawn Lynch, wide receiver Golden Tate in the defense. Russell Wilson, second quarterback option for me, wide receivers. Percy Harvin, assuming he plays, and Doug Baldwin are both decent flex options. Tight end Zach Miller was was uh, disappeared on us last week after we had both uh, yeah. gotten on the bandwagon. I don't think he was even targeted. I, it's just bizarre. Kicker Stephen Hauschka is a good start. Wide receiver Jermaine Curse. If, if Percy Harvin is back, I, I don't think you can start Jermaine Curse and think that he's reasonably going to get many snaps. A, a commentator called him Javon Curse last week. I'm not the only one who That must have made you happy. It did. I felt a little validated. <laughs> yeah. So. It's not just me. <laughs> And I'll bet if he heard, he'd be cursing at the announcer. Probably. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, anything else we want to say about this game? No. Not it's at not all. going to be Let's one of the prettier cold. games. Mm-mm. Minnesota, they've had 10 days off, and it was a nice win against Washington, but I, I think Seattle is, is a much better team than Washington, and they're at home, yeah. and I, I just think it all adds up to a pretty easy victory for Seattle. Not a good day for Minnesota. No, no. So oh, well. next game up should be one of the more interesting games on Sunday, and that's San Francisco at New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans sure looked <laughs> impressive, but again, I think San Francisco's defense is a little bit more impressive than New Orleans, even if it hasn't been quite as good as advertised for this game. I'll give New Orleans the benefit of the doubt just because they're at home and I'll pick them to win by four points. I'll say New Orleans wins this 24-20, to 20, which is probably a lower score than I originally thought this game was going to have. But when you look at the matchup, San Francisco actually matches up pretty well with New Orleans, but I still think it all adds up to a New Orleans victory. I like maybe San Francisco something more like 34-31, but I honestly wouldn't be shocked if either of these teams won. Uh, I just well, you know, one of them has to. I, I would they hope have the Donovan McNabb overtime tie. Where situation. where is Donovan McNabb right now? <laughs> as long as he's not one of the RG3 referees somewhere. for this game, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> But for San Francisco, I think there's a lot you can start this week. Uh, I like Colin Kaepernick. I like Frank Gore and Anquan Bolden. Even Mario Manningham. I like tight end Vernon Davis and kicker Phil Dawson, who even if he's not kicking a lot of extra points, he'll certainly be kicking field goals, so he'll see a lot of the field this week. No defense, though, for sure. So San Francisco, there's some thought or some speculation at least he hasn't shot down the idea yet, but uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh is saying that it's not out of the realm of possibility that Michael Crabtree plays this weekend. On the off chance that he does, would if, you start him or Michael no? If Michael Crabtree plays, I might u- use him as a flex option. Ahead of Mario Manningham? and mm, I don't know if it'd be ahead of him. It might be about the same as my inclination would be to start Mario Manahan. All right. 
So and they did let go of Kyle Williams today, I believe. So I did not, not like that. that. He was... I like Kyle Williams. Maybe he can come be a cowboy. <laughs> Probably better <laughs> than what they have is fourth and fifth wide receivers he right is. now. He is. He absolutely is. So, but he's not. He can't play. He can't take Sean Lee's place, so that probably <sighs> minimizes his effectiveness from your yep, perspective. So. so, for New Orleans, star quarterback Drew Brees, tight end Jimmy Graham, if he's healthy enough to play. All the running backs. Mark Ingram had a really nice game last week, but I still don't think you can bank on him going forward. At most, he's a flex option this week, along with his backfield mates, Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles. Wide receivers Marcus Colston, Lance Moore, Kenny Stills are all flex options for me. Just You know Drew Brees is going to rack up throwing yards, but you just never know from week yeah. to week which one of those guys is going to catch passes. And you know, If Nick Toon and Robert Meacham, I would put a, below, a, a notch below the other three guys, but I don't feel confident really starting any of those guys at this point receiver-wise. Out of the running back, so I like Darren Sproles a little bit better than the other two. Yeah, I guess I could see that from a pass catching standpoint, but yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been wowing me this season. He just I mean, obviously I saw a, a whole lot of him last week, but Yeah, you <laughs> he did. Seems, he seems to be a little more a little more stable. Not a ton more, but a little more stable than the other two. I don't know. Yeah. So that was now we game. get to the Sunday night game which I'm guessing we're going to disagree on this, but we'll see. So, lifelong Chief fan, but I just, I don't see it. You know, I just, I would love for them to win this game, but I can't really imagine a scenario under which they win this game. I think they keep it close just because of their defense, but unless their defense somehow comes up with another, with a, unless Peyton Manning throws another pick six this week, like he did last week. I just don't see Kansas City having a shot here to win the game. I think they'll keep it close thanks to the defense, but Denver just has too much offensive firepower. I'll say Denver wins this 27-21. to 21. I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring, but I still think Denver wins. Uh, I like it more 34-24 maybe, but even Peyton Manning with one leg with that alleged high ankle sprain and possible still sprain of his other ankle – there's just too much offensively on Denver that I don't I, – the Chiefs' defense is good. I just don't think they'll be able to slow them down enough. They'll slow them down more than a lot of other defenses had. If the Andy Reid baby was on the sideline, maybe that would be the difference maker. Uh, but since that doesn't seem to be happening, I'm going to say Denver's going to win this game. Fantasy-wise, I like Alex Smith only as a second quarterback option. I like Jamal Charles. Dwayne Bowe is more of a flex as well as Donnie Avery for me. Definitely not starting the defense, and I'm not starting kicker Ryan Suckup. This is this is where it ends for Kansas City. For Denver, I would start quarterback Peyton Manning, running back Sean Moreno, wide receivers Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, and Eric Decker. Tight end Julius Thomas showed he was healthy last week. Defense is a good start. Kicker Matt Prater is okay start for me and stay away from running backs Monte Ball and uh, Ronnie Hillman. All right. I'm excited to watch that game, even though I don't think it'll be, yeah, it know, should the be an interesting game. finish in the world. I think it'll be a good one to watch. I'll be rooting for the Chiefs, but I just I, I don't see how they win this. But, and yeah. the Monday night game, all right, kudos to the schedulers. I was I was complaining about the scheduling maybe three weeks ago when we had We're that okay really lousy yeah. trio. This week they, they did a good job. I mean, the, uh, the Denver-Kansas City games, the flex games, so you can't really yeah. give them too much That's credit right. for that since they had to move that game into the evening spot. I think it was originally yeah. supposed to be the Green Bay-Giant game, if I'm not mistaken, it was. but it was. it was a good call to get that out of there. Um, <laughs> New England... In Carolina's the Monday night game. That's really intriguing. Carolina's building yeah, up ahead of steam, but I think New England matches up really well with them. And much as it pains me, I'm going to pick New England to win this game. I'll say New England 24 and Carolina 20. 
I think New England, it might be 27-21, 28-21. I think New England's going to win. Uh, but Carolina's going to put up a fight. I just think that Tom Brady needs to get his groove back a little bit. Prime time on a Monday night might help. And going well, into after next hanging 55 plan, points on Pittsburgh, you know, I think he... I want to see him. Yeah. I want to see him look functional more than one week in a row. It's been very up and down this year. Well, he can't do uh, that because they had a bye last week. Yeah, but I mean, you know, maybe next week we'll see. He's got Peyton Manning next right. week, so that'll be fun as always. Yeah. Um, I mean, Peyton but, Manning still has two ankles. Eh, even with one, it'd probably still be a good game to watch. I'm sure you. Got, I'm okay. sure he could have a whole other ankle put in his body and still be ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of time for transplants between now and then. Absolutely. Kurt Schilling did it for the World Series. I mean, why can't we can basically do the same thing to Peyton Manning? It'll be okay. I always but thought he was bionic. <laughs> for this week, I'm going to start Tom Brady, start Stephen Ridley, start Danny Amendola, even though he's never going to be 100% healthy, he's still going to catch footballs. Definitely start tight end Rob Gronkowski, another guy who's never going to be 100% healthy, but... You know, still goes out there and puts up points, so that works for me. I'm starting uh, the kicker, Steven Goskowski, but I'm not starting the defense. Carolina, you know, we've seen what they've done the last few weeks. They'll do a little bit of damage here. For Carolina, I don't think they're going to have any success whatsoever throwing the ball. That said, you know, they have to complete some passes, obviously. So yeah. I'll start wide receiver Steve Smith and tight end Greg Olson. But that would really be something their- if they went a whole game without completing a pass, though. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't think that I'm, I'm guessing that unless there's Probably been extreme weather conditions, that that's never <laughs> happened in an NFL game. But I could probably go to Pro Football Reference and look that up. But mm-hmm. but uh, so for Carolina, I would start running back D'Angelo Williams, wide receiver Stephen Smith, and tight end Greg Olson. Cam Newton, more of a second quarterback for me. Wide receivers Brandon LaFell and Ted Ginn Jr. More flex options for me. Defense, okay to start. Running backs, Jonathan Stewart and Mike Tolbert, I'd stay away from. And same thing with kicker, Graham Gano. Graham Gano. A no for Graham Gano. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a couple minutes left. Why don't we update our playoff team predictions, or why don't we just go quickly around? So NFC East, two wins. Uh, I think that the Eagles are going to come out on top. As hard as sad right, as that makes me. I still me. see Dallas, NFC North, Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit. Who wins that? I'm gonna say still Green Bay. I'm gonna go with Detroit, uh, NFC South, Carolina or New Orleans. I'm gonna go New Orleans. Carolina got hot, oh. but I don't know if they can last. I agree. And NFC West, they have a two and a half game lead now, but uh, Seattle, San Francisco. I guess Seattle. It's, San Francisco's just not impressing me. All right, and who are your who are the two wild card teams going to be? Ooh, uh, Carolina, and I'm going to say Dallas. All right, I'll say Carolina and San Francisco. Um, AFC, um, AFC East. I think we both agree it's New England. Uh, Jets make yeah. the playoffs. Yes or no? I say no. I say no. All right. Um, AFC North, um, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I agree. Um, AFC South, I think Indianapolis wins that by default. Any discussion yeah, there? pretty much. No. Okay. <laughs> AFC West, Denver, Kansas City. I'm going Denver. Yeah, me too. So who are the wild card teams? I think we could agree Kansas City is one of them. Who's the other one? Uh, my other wild card. Yeah, I just, I don't know if I can pick one yet. I don't, I don't know if anyone's actually shown me they want to be a wild card team yet here. Yeah, just because I ruled the Jets out by process of elimination, I'm going to say that it will be. Yeah, who knows? I'll say. I, I guess I should pick part. Cleveland since I picked them to go to the playoffs, but. Yeah. yeah. This, that was the whole point of this, that you can get uh, to do overtime. <laughs> so so who's, who's the Super Bowl? Who plays in the Super Bowl then? Uh, I'm going to say Denver and New Orleans. 
All right, I'll go with Denver and Seattle. All right. We'll see how these picks so. fare. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll who wins? Back. I'm we still both Denver. agree Denver's going to win? Yeah, yeah, I still okay. think Denver. All right, good. We can, but we'll we can be back next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. You can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. Or you can find the Sherpa at fantasy underscore Sherpa, and I'm JKIM16. You can email us at the 4th and Inches Show email, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. All right. If Kansas City beats Denver, you get to do the opening for next week's show. <laughs> all right. I'll take that. Deal? Okay. All so, right. Tune in next week, guys, and good luck. Have a great week. Good night.